Welcome to Living Truth Radio, a ministry of Living Truth Christian Fellowship with Pastor Michael Lands. It's our goal to build up believers and to reach out with God's truth to all people. And now, here's Pastor Michael. 1 Samuel 28.8 Well, here's Saul. He's desperate for answers. So desperate that he's going to break his own law. He's going to go to a medium. And can you imagine being her? The last person that she would expect to come to her place of business was Saul. Well, here comes this guy. I want you to conjure somebody up for me. God said to Israel, It is the Lord of hosts you should regard as holy. He shall be your fear. He shall be your dread. Then, if you fear him, he shall become a sanctuary. Both, but to both the houses of Israel, a stone to strike and a rock to stumble over and a snare and a trap for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The response to God's promises reveals who you truly are. If you respond to God, he will become a sanctuary for you. If you reject him, he'll become a stumbling stone for you. That's the message. That's from Isaiah chapter 8. God goes on to say this. When they say to you, consult mediums and the spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people consult their God? Should they consult the dead on behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony, this is Isaiah 8, 19 and 20, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because they have no light in them. Isaiah 8, verse 20. If somebody starts telling you, oh, I'm getting communication from the nether world, and I've now got inside information, and they don't speak according to the law and the testimony, that's the, the Bible. There's no light in them. What's the opposite of light? Darkness. So you know where they're getting their information. It's not from God. The woman said to him, to Saul, verse 9, Behold, you know what Saul has done. She doesn't know he's Saul yet. How he has cut off those who are mediums and spiritists from the land. It's tough sledding these days. Why are you then laying a snare for my life to bring about my death? She knew there was a death sentence. Saul was the one who laid it down. Now at this point, if you're Saul and you have any conscience left at all, wouldn't the woman's words kind of bother you? You know, this king Saul, you made a policy, and the policy says, don't go to mediums and spiritists. In fact, we've been kicked out of town. And Saul's the one in the hood and the sunglasses. Wouldn't your conscience bother you if you were breaking the, your own godly law that you had laid down in the land? You've just preached to somebody. We'll get real practical now. You just told a friend, you know what, that's not the right thing to do. God says, here's the scripture verse. And you exhort them in the Lord. And two hours later, uh, you're breaking your own word. And if you've got any conscience and the Spirit's in you, you start to say, you know, a couple hours ago I just told a friend not to do this. It was my own exhortation. We've all been there. But Saul is not hearing anything. And Saul vowed to her by the Lord. He invoked the name of God. 
And he said, as the Lord lives, look at verse 10, there shall no uh, no punishment come upon you for this thing. Don't worry, sweetie. It's fine. As the Lord lives, I swear to God, nothing bad will happen to you. Just go ahead and conjure up the person I'm going to. What in the, when your life has gotten that low, when you start invoking the name of God to break the law of God, there's something wrong. And that's what Saul's doing now. But she seems convinced. The woman said, well, whom shall I bring up for you? And he said, bring up Samuel for me. Samuel, the, the anointed one, that, uh, the, the one who anointed the kings, the one who was anointed as a prophet, the one who spoke uh, to Saul and warned him all the way along. When the woman saw Samuel, so now she says, give me the name. He says, Samuel, we have no information about what she does now. We don't know if she goes into a little, you know, whatever she does. In fact, maybe she did nothing. Maybe we need to take this as the moment she said, give me the name, Samuel is there. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. I don't know if this means she had never had success before. (laughs) Stuff doesn't really happen. I just got to sign up and I charged 10 bucks. Now there's ghosts in the living room. (laughs) Who in the world are you? She cried out with a loud voice and the woman spoke to Saul saying, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. Hood comes off. How does she know it's Saul? I don't really know, except that maybe she thinks the only person in Israel who would be trying to call up a dead prophet is probably the king. I don't know. But she says, you're Saul. You've been deceiving me. And she's freaked out. Samuel's there. There's a lot of people who question this whole scene. And they say, this can't really happen. No, 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 that can't really be Samuel. Uh, in fact, many of the church fathers believed that this was an imposter, a demon, acting like he was Samuel. But the straight reading of the text makes it very clear that it is actually Samuel. And I understand why people wrestle with this, because they're saying, well, this is a seance, and uh, a prophet's called up, but think about it this way. How would a medium call up a dead saint unless God allowed it? She doesn't have that kind of power. Behind this whole thing is actually God because God's about to give a message to Saul that he's in the wrong neighborhood asking the wrong questions. And this is going to end really bad. And so here's the woman, freaked out. She now knows that it's Saul And God has done this in the past. Remember when Moses and Elijah appear with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration? God does do these things. This is not the norm. But here's something else. Samuel, though dead, was alive. There's life after death. When your body dies, you ain't dead. You're alive. God is not the God of the dead, but of the 
living, your loved one who died in Jesus Christ is alive right now. More alive than they've ever been before. And Samuel is there. And if you're Samuel, <laughs> you've got to be thinking something like this. I thought I would never have to put up with this man again. <laughs> Don't you think? Aren't there some people, let's face it, let's be real. When you go to heaven, you think, I'm probably never going to have to deal with that person again. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think that Saul had to be near the top of the list for Samuel. Samuel's heart was grieved over Saul, broken over him. And Samuel said to Saul, um, let's skip back, go back to verse uh, 13, I'm sorry. The king said to her, don't be afraid, what do you see? The woman said to Saul, I see a divine being. The word divine is Elohim. Maybe because of her pagan belief, she sees some sort of spirit being coming out of the earth. What in the world is going on here? One writer I was reading this week said, it's possible that in a medium's house like this, they would have dug a hole to divine spirits out of the hole. So that when she says, I see him coming up out of the earth, maybe she's seeing just something coming up out of the floor. Don't know for sure. Is she gazing into some sort of thing that she uses? Their Saul can't see it, but she can. Don't know for sure, but she sees something and Saul's trying to reassure her. He's the one that's afraid, but now he's reassuring the medium. And so she sees something. It's something like a divine being, a spirit, something coming out of the earth. And he said to her, well, that doesn't help. What is his form? She said, an old man is coming up. and He is wrapped with a robe or he's covered with a mantle. And Saul knew that it was Samuel. And he bowed with his face to the ground and he did homage. Now Saul would remember that robe because he grabbed that robe a few chapters back and it tore. And Samuel the prophet turned to Saul and said, the kingdom is torn from you. Now we ask other questions like when a person dies, are they still in the form by which they last died? Because we've heard you know, preachers talk about when you're resurrected, you're in your prime again, but Samuel's an old man. What's going on here? Well, there's no resurrection yet. Remember, he's gone in spirit form. And this is probably something that God allows because spirits don't have bodies per se. God has allowed Samuel to look the way Saul knew he looked for a specific purpose. So I won't push this too far, and I don't think we should. But Saul, you know, the... the the guy head and shoulders above everybody. Tall, dark, handsome. He's a king. Now he's on his face. He hits the floor. And Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me? <laughs> Does he love that? By bringing me up. Now, is it possible that Samuel was in the compartment for the righteous in Hades? Possible. He does say, you've brought me up. Maybe he just means up from the grave. We've we got to be careful that we don't push this too far. But why have you brought me up? Saul answered, I am greatly distressed for the Philistines are waging war against me and God has departed from me 
and answers me no more, either through prophets or by dreams. Therefore I have called you that you may make known to me what I should do. And Samuel said, Why then do you ask me, since the Lord has departed from you and has become your adversary? Why have you called me here? I'm not going to tell you anything different than I told you while I was alive. Now here you are in the house of a medium, calling me up, bothering me. I was just sipping on some iced tea, talking to Abraham. (laughs) My little filler. But here's the sad tragedy. Saul, you know what's happened to you. The Lord's departed from you. And the Lord has done accordingly as he spoke through me, for the Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor, to David. As you did not obey the Lord and did not execute his fierce wrath on Amalek, we saw that several chapters ago, so the Lord has done this thing to you this day. Moreover, the Lord also, the Lord will also give over Israel along with you into the hands of the Philistines. Therefore, tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. Indeed, the Lord will give over the army of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. Went into the medium's place with the flashing lights and with great expectations, going to get a message tonight. It'd be, it'd be fun. It'd be cool. What's the message? You're dead tomorrow. Ouch. Not what I expected to hear. Tomorrow you will be with me. Where? Does this tell us that Saul's going to be in a place of the righteous in paradise? Is, is this guaranteeing that Saul's in heaven? I don't think so. I cannot tell you where Saul ended up for sure, but we do know the Lord departed from him, but we know the Lord's gracious. But all this means is you're going to be dead. You're going to be in the abode of the dead. That's what we know for sure. You're going to the grave. You're going to join the abode of the dead. That's where you're headed, Saul. But not just you. Oh, man. You and your sons. Including who? Jonathan. See, we don't sin in a vacuum, do we? And now... Saul immediately fell full length upon the ground and he was very afraid. Can you imagine if you were Saul and you got that news? Because of the words of Samuel, there's no hint here that this is a demonic spirit. There's no hint here that this isn't who the Bible says it is. It seems to be Samuel. It is Saul. And Saul's got no strength left in him. For he had had eaten no food all day and all night. Saul wasn't eating because he was already troubled. And now, when he gets this devastating news, he can't even, he's hit the floor. He can't even get up. He can't even deal with reality. There's no strength in him. And the woman came to Saul and saw that he was terrified and said to him, Behold, your maidservant has obeyed you. Can you hear it coming? (laughs) I've taken my life in my hand. I've listened to your words which you spoke to me. Now she's actually going to encourage him, but I almost expected after this to say, can I have my check now? <laughs> that'll, that'll be $50. Sorry the news wasn't great. <laughs> you know, that's how the world works, by the way. You go there. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story about a casino story I heard. I'm not going to make a judgment on any of you 
about uh, gambling and that kind of thing, but I'll tell you, I've had some friends that in the past gambled a little bit, felt like it was a Christian freedom for them to do so, wasn't out of control, but they, they just enjoyed it from time to time, and then they came to a place in their Christian life where they couldn't do it anymore. One friend in particular told a story. He went into a casino. He saw a poker table where a bunch of old men were smoking and drinking, and two of them were passed out with their heads on the poker table. And it was a pretty sad scene, and he said, I'm not going to do that anymore. There's a, there's a book called House of Cards written about a casino where a man was sitting at the blackjack table. He had gone to the ATM several times to try to make up for his losses. He kept losing. He kept losing. He took a gun in the middle of the casino and blew his brains out. His blood stained the carpet of the casino. They shut down for two hours, cleaned up the blood as best they could, reopened for business with the blood stained still in the middle of the casino. They didn't care about him. Yeah, they'll bring you the drinks as long as you're there pulling the handle and feeding the machine. There's Saul, and he, he hasn't gotten good news. And she says, please listen to the voice of your maidservant. Let me set a piece of bread before you that you may eat and have strength when you go your way. But he refused. He said, I will not eat. However, his servants together with the woman urged him, and he listened to them. So he arose from the ground. He sat on the bed, and the woman had a fattened calf in the house. She quickly slaughtered it. She took flour, kneaded it, baked unleavened bread from it, and she brought it before Saul and his servants, and they ate. Then they arose, notice this, this is poetic, and went away that night, or they went into the night. The last meal of Saul, tomorrow he dies, and Saul's words ring through this book, I have erred exceedingly and played the fool. And the fool's folly is his last night. This is his last meal at the house of a witch where he had caused all of them to go away because he was trying to be obedient to God. And now he's in her house eating a last meal. And out into the darkness he goes. Puts the hood back on. Back To the south he goes. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but he shall have the light of life. Pastor Mel challenged us Sunday. How many of you felt challenged after Sunday's message? I was like, stop it. I was on the front row. Stop! Ow! (laughs) Is that how they feel when I'm preaching? Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, ooh. Examine yourself? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right? And what he was saying is, yeah, it's, it's one thing to say a prayer, and we believe, saved by grace, but it's n- another thing to follow Christ. And Jesus said, if you follow me, you have the light of life. Saul didn't follow the Lord. And his life, sadly, reaped the consequences. This is where it all comes down. I know you know it. I'll close with this thought. Are you, it's a question, I'll ask it of myself. 
are you following? If you follow him, he'll lead you to green pastures and still waters. He'll, he'll give you food. And whatever you do, you will prosper. But if you don't, you won't. That's really what life comes down to. You're not going to be perfect. None of us are. Stop trying. <laughs> but you can be consistent. You can grow. You can walk in the light as he is in the light. Amen? And when you do, you're going to have a testimony that will last. Father, thank you for this uh, passage tonight. We're told in the New Testament that Old Testament stories were written for our instruction that we might not repeat the mistakes of Israel. Saul, king of Israel, first king. Man, it's, it's not a good testimony. But it's here, Saul's long gone now. It's here for us, upon whom the ends of the ages have come, that we don't learn to do what he did. We've got to put ourselves in these stories because if we just listen to them as a spectator and we don't put ourselves there, then we're just a hearer and not a doer. And Lord, you've confronted me personally with that many times to measure my life and see where I'm at and not just be a spectator, but put myself there and, and ask questions about my walk, my life, my testimony the impact that it has on others, whether good or, or bad. And to align my life in such a way with your spirit, with your truth, that the impact will be great, not because I'm great, but because you're a great God with, with power that flows out from your throne to anyone. You will strongly support anyone whose heart is fully yours. Any, any saint that says, I'm here, I'm standing, Lord, give me what I need. You will supply it. Help us to do that, Father. Forgive us for times when we're prayerless. Forgive us for times when we're focused on so many other things that we don't focus on you. Give us, give us the grace that we need just for the rest of tonight and tomorrow to live that day for your glory. Then help us to wake up the next day and live that day for your glory. Give us divine appointments so that we can be uh, with our no cover, no shame, looking people in the eye and trusting that you're working through our lives. Thank you for your patience. If you, O oh Lord, kept a record of sin, O oh Lord, who could stand? Thank you that there's forgiveness with you. But you do want us to respond and not play games with you. And to, to wait upon you and seek you and, and walk with you. So Father, just help us tonight to experience some fresh uh, seasons of grace and direction and hope. Let the saint that's here and you've spoken to them tonight, just take what you've given to them. You, you had them here for a reason to hear this, that they might take the path of light Sometimes it's the path less traveled, but it's the right one. Father, give us the strength to glorify you. With your head and heart bowed, if you don't know Christ or you need to recommit your life, now's the time. The devil says tomorrow, God says now. Now is the acceptable time. Today, 
is the day of salvation. If you don't know him, cry out to him. Repent of your sin and receive Christ as your Savior and Lord. If you're a prodigal and you've been wandering and you've been dabbling with dark things, just run to him. Run to the light. He'll cleanse you. He'll wash you. And he'll give you a new start. Thank you, Father. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, everybody. This is Cameron Thomas here, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Michael. And we're about to embark on a new adventure for Living Truth Radio. It's not going to replace the program that you're listening to right now. It's actually in addition to what you're listening to. So, Pastor Michael, what's this new adventure that we're embarking on? The new adventure is called The Bible Answer Show, Cameron, and it is a show to get questions from our listening audience and to give them answers. The tagline is, you've got questions, we've got answers. At least we hope to have all the answers, Cameron. And so it's a live interaction show, Q&A style. When can people listen to this new show? This show is going to be on from 12 to 1 Pacific Time every Friday. So that's the time, 12 to 1 Pacific Time on Fridays. And how can people access this? There's a number of ways to access it, Cameron, and the hub of it all is livingtruthradio.org. That's our website. And I'm hoping that our listening audience has already been there, livingtruthradio.org. And there they'll be able to find out all the different ways to interact with the Bible Answer Show. And the different vehicles are Facebook Live, live YouTube channel. We'll have podcasting where they can go back and listen to the show later. And they can even email questions to us at answers at livingtruthradio.org. That's answers at livingtruthradio.org. Awesome. So make sure you guys get those questions into us because otherwise we're trying to guess what questions you have and we're not mind readers. So get those questions into us so we can answer them for you on Fridays. Pastor Michael, anything? Last thoughts? Well, you're kind of the Facebook guy, Cameron, and I was thinking when people go to Facebook Live and they, they have to like the Bible Answer Show, right? So tell them about how to like it and then how to get their questions. You have to go to facebook.com slash Bible Answer Show. There's no the, just Bible Answer Show. And you like the page, and if you follow us on Facebook Live on Fridays, you can actually ask your questions there. That's the only real live format that you can ask your questions. Otherwise, you have to email them in. And when they do that, they'll be able to interact with us live and get their questions answered right there on the spot. So that's it's going to be great, Cameron, and we're really excited. And yeah, I just want to tell you guys... Keep us in prayer on the Bible Answer Show. We're adding this as a new show. We know you have questions, and you may have friends, family members of questions who may live in other states or even another country. Tell them about the show. Keep us in prayer, and join us this Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Bible Answer Show. Can't wait to be with you guys. On behalf of Living Truth Radio and Pastor Michael Lance, blessings to you all. LivingTruthRadio.org Thank you for listening to today's program. If you'd like to listen to this message again, learn more about our church in Corona, or to access archived messages, go to livingtruthradio.org and click on the church tab. You can follow us on Instagram at livingtruthcorona or download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app on Apple and Android devices. Living Truth Radio is a listener-supported ministry. You can partner with us by donating at livingtruthradio.org.